Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com <laughs> Kia ora everybody. I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In today's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales, I speak with Mona Jane about her two birth stories and also her three really unfortunate miscarriages. Mona Jane takes us through not only her positive pregnancy experiences, but also her miscarriages and how she dealt with those. And she takes us through what she did to try and get her body in an optimal place for pregnancy. Uh, Her births were quite different. So the first one was in Hawaii and then the second one was a home birth in New Zealand. So really interesting episode and super grateful that Mona Jane was willing to come on the podcast and share them with us. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Before we jump into it, I just wanted to say another massive thank you to Elevate for coming on board and sponsoring this episode of the podcast. This has meant that I can bring you more episodes, so I'm really grateful to them. Make sure you go and check Elevate out either on Instagram or on their website, which I'll pop in the show notes. And thank you very much, Elevate, for being with us every step. Hi, Mona Jane. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi. Happy to be here. <laughs> Awesome. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family? Well, there's me, my husband, and my. I have two sons now, um, one four, almost five-year-old, Roka, and then our new little guy, he's, he'll be four months and a couple of days, Alco. Um, I'm originally from New Zealand, but we live in Hawaii now. Um, we actually just got back from there not long ago. We were there for like six months where we had our baby. And I've been in Hawaii for like 10 years now. So, yeah. Oh, I don't know yeah. what else you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And did you move to Hawaii for school or you just wanted to travel there? Um, you know, it was always a dream as a kid. Most I feel like most yeah. people dream of going to Hawaii. I was in high school. I dropped out and I wanted to go to America. And it, and I bought a ticket to go to America. I was like 17. And then it was only like $200 more to like stop through Hawaii. So I came here for two weeks and stayed with the one person that my dad knew that lived in Hawaii, slept on their couch. And then I just like fell in love with it. And while I was here, the people that I stayed with, they worked at the Polynesian Cultural Center. And I loved to dance. So I went there and then that was like my dream to work there and then go to the university that was right next door. So I traveled around America for a bit and then I ended up coming back and yeah, go to uh, uni over here and then met my husband while I was here and have been here ever since. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Very cool. And what was the journey like to pregnancy for you guys the first time around? 
first time around. So I actually had a, I was actually pregnant before my oldest son. I actually, there's probably a lot of things are going to come out that not a lot of people know, (laughs) but I think it's okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I was, I got pregnant in the first year of marriage. We weren't like trying nor like not trying. Um, We're just kind of like, whatever happens, happens. I've always wanted to be a young mum. But I got pregnant kind of like maybe five months after, pretty like soon-ish. And then I was four and a half months along and I had a miscarriage. So I was like, yeah, 18 and a half weeks. Yeah, so that was a little bit crazy. Um, Well, not crazy, but just, you know, we, you know, I still like delivered the baby in the hospital and everything. I had actually gone to find out what I was having and then there was no heartbeat. So I like just stayed in the hospital from there. So that was like, that was probably the craziest thing. But um, what a shock going there expecting to see your gender scan and then that happening. And I had literally gone like a week before and everything was like all good. And so it was just like unexpected. Anyway, so did that and then I think it was maybe five months after that I got pregnant again with my son and that my first son Roka and that was like everything was all good yeah and had you been trying for that pregnancy or it was just sort of you were letting it happen yeah we after like the first loss like we really wanted a baby so like as soon as we kind of like were in the clear to try again we wanted to wait those few months, you know, that they tell you to. Yeah. And yeah. then we tried. I, I feel like I kind of get pregnant as soon as I start trying, like religiously trying. But yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And how did you find out that you were pregnant this time? Did you have symptoms or you just missed a period? A bit of both. I like my period is like always kind of like a week or two late each month. Yeah. And so it had been like an extra, you know, time. And then I was like, oh, took a, took a test and then, yeah, pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And what was your pregnancy experience like? Did you have many, um, like morning sickness or any other symptoms throughout your pregnancy? Um, oh, um, so I had morning sickness. It was kind of just like the all day sickness, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like actually a lot was that like in the evening at night, but it wasn't too bad. Like my first pregnancy was like full on morning sickness and like my husband couldn't come near me. He would like, he works, um, they have a family restaurant and he was a cook and they could make burgers and so he like would reek of onions and like grease and just oh, no. and like the I just felt so bad for him, but like not at the same time I felt bad for myself. Yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, the poor guy, <laughs> he would fully like wash his arms with like lemon <laughs> juice with like really really strong chemicals, like everything under the sun, and I would make him go to bed with long socks over his arms <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh sometimes to even make him sleep on the couch because I just couldn't handle the smell you know like it was just yeah so like much yeah but with yeah. Roka um I think he 
it wasn't as bad. Like I'd, I couldn't have like a lot of ice cream. Like I love ice cream and like sweets, but it all kind of like made me feel really sick, like feel sick. So I didn't have yeah. a lot of, as much of that, I should say. I still had it, but it like really made me feel sick. But other than that, like not nothing too crazy. It's actually really yeah. good pregnancy. Yeah, awesome. And how were you feeling sort of emotionally? Obviously, after a loss, um, a pregnancy can be difficult emotionally. So how were you feeling? Of course, it's always, you know, a bummer and pretty sad. But... I guess like I live by this a philosophy kind of thing. Like for one, I'm a religious person. And so I believe in like a life after now and that I'll still get to see my baby and like raise her yeah. and stuff like that. So that for one brings a lot of peace. I honestly do not know how someone would cope without having some kind of belief in that kind of thing or like, you know, I just like can't imagine not having that peace of mind. Yeah. Um, and two, I live kind of by this, this philosophy, like what's meant to be will be. Yeah. It's just like, it obviously wasn't meant to be. And yeah. like, I am like at peace with it. Like it's sometimes I'll have like a, a sad moment or, you know, think about it. Yeah. But yeah. Overall, like I'm okay because yeah, yeah I just, I, I know that I'll see her again kind of thing and like yeah um, yeah and 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 kind of like um what do they say like it's kind of your body usually when it happens it's your body like saying that something's going wrong you know yeah yeah so I kind of trust that you know that it was yeah something wasn't going to be right in the end so maybe it was it was the better thing yeah absolutely and did you have much of like a birth plan or thoughts on how you might want to birth? I I did want to go natural if that was po possible. You know, I I didn't actually like have a set plan. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I watched my sister have a baby, and that was yeah. like, you know, a bit wild. But I it didn't scare me or anything. <laughs> I didn't think that I was going to have that kind of experience anyway. I just kind of think that this is what we're here on earth to do, like is have babies so we're capable of doing it. So I'm not like super scared of it or like question if I'm able to do it. Um, so like I don't really like make a plan. I'm just kind of like whatever happens, happens. If I can go without anything, that would be my um, ideal yeah, but, you know, birth, but I'm not opposed to having to get a epidural if I need to, or if you know, I'm I'm going to trust whatever they recommend if I feel good about it as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. And were you in New Zealand or Hawaii for this birth? Um, I was in Hawaii, so I was pregnant here and had the baby here, like an hour away at the hospital in town. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Yeah. And do you have like a mid, like, is it a midwifery system similar to New Zealand or is it quite different? No, it's actually a lot different eh? now that I've had one baby in yeah. America and one New Zealand. Hands down, New Zealand trumps. But um, yeah. it still was like a really good experience. But here you kind of go into a clinic 
for every appointment and you can like you can see the same doctor every time I kind of like didn't really care I just was like well whoever's there I'll see them kind of what whoever fitted with my schedule Um, and then like when it came to actually having the baby it was just like whoever was on at the hospital like it's not even like you have your set person that's going to birth your baby it's just kind of like whoever the doctor is on at the time and it just happened to be that the lady I saw the most and liked the most was on when I had my baby oh nice it's lucky I think probably a lot of um, people who listen to this podcast in New Zealanders and most of them wouldn't be able to imagine not ever meeting the person that they're going to um, be in labor and birth with like a midwife or a doctor or whatever so that's really interesting I I guess I'm not like super um like at the end of the day, I'm the one that has to do it, you know, and yeah, I feel sure. like it doesn't really matter who's there, like the baby's got to come out. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously it is nice to like have someone that you trust and have a relationship with or have built a relationship with, but I guess my personality, I didn't really mind too much. Yeah, awesome. And did your labor end up starting spontaneously? Uh, yeah, I was actually on my due date. Um, I had, you know, been walking the beach. I was at the beach all day and then I had gone like walking in the sand and everything. Nothing was happening. And then I was doing the dishes at home and I just felt like trickling down my leg. But like I hadn't had the sensation that I had like, you know, peed. And I was like, oh my gosh. And my water's breaking. So I guess they were like leaking, you know, and then nothing was happening, went to sleep. And then in my sleep, I started getting like more intense. Well, not super intense, but because we're an hour away from the hospital, you kind of have to like decide before you think it's time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I had called up and yeah, nothing like I, my waters didn't like, break or anything until I was actually at the hospital already but I had called them and told them you know how far apart they were and they're like oh yeah you should come in and yeah that was at like two in the morning yeah and do you want to take us through what sort of happened from there and then into your birth story so we you know we got into the hospital and because my waters had been leaking they didn't want to check how dilated I was until they thought I was in heavy labor and um you know they put the thing around your belly to like measure how strong the contractions are and stuff like that I I mean I was having contractions but nothing super crazy I don't think or like I could just I could handle them and I'm not a super vocal person either like as far as pain goes it's easier well, I feel like it makes more sense for me to just like conserve my energy to like breathing out the pain instead of like, ah, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah. So I guess I was having big contractions. So I'd be like, oh, that's a big contraction. Like on a scale of one to 10, like how painful. And I'm like, well, I mean, I haven't had a baby before, so what the <laughs> 10 I really have no idea like four three I don't know so they're like okay and then 
you know, I was like getting, I had a lot of back pain. It felt like someone was, what are you not squirting, but like had a flaming torch and firing it on my back. It was like fire at some point. I can't even remember the exact like transition, like, you know, when you transition in your labor. I can't even remember the exact like time-wise. But I had gone in at two in the morning and then I didn't end up having him till like 4 p.m. the next day or that same day, I guess you'd say, so 4 p.m. Yeah. So when I had my miscarriage, the first one, right before the baby came, I started to like sweat profusely, like feel like I had the, like was going to have the runs, like I had a sore stomach. I felt like super nauseous. And then, and that was happening this time, like with Roka. I was in the hospital and I was like, I mean, in the bed and I'm, you know, Max is massaging my back. And at one stage he was like singing church songs and I was like, oh no, no, like stop singing. (laughs) (laughs) Like massaging my feet and like I'm chewing on the ice, just like not really saying anything, you know, leaning over the bed, like. She was telling me to like bounce on the ball when I have a contraction to like sit into the ball. And I'm like, what? Like I cannot <laughs> sit into the ball. Like the feels like the baby's kind of be coming out and I'm <laughs> squishing it into the ball. Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started to like feel those same things, like the nausea, super sweaty and whatever. And I told them that. And they're like, and I was like really hot. Like I wanted to take a shower. And so they're like, okay, have a shower and like max massage my back in the shower. And then like, they'll check me after I come out of the shower and I came out of the shower and they, um, checked me and I was nine centimeters. They're like, Oh, you are in heavy labor. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Oh, okay. I guess. And then it was time to push, I guess. And I had like my feet up on those that like a bar. So I'm like, I had the baby laying on my back, my feet up on the bar. I had like a, a blanket like wrapped around the bar and I was like pulling like tug of war (laughs) (laughs) with my feet up on this thing. And there's at one point, you know, like the ring of fire, because she was like massaging at the same time and she'll be like okay now push okay now stop like stop pushing because I told her my worst fear was like one to crap while I was birthing oh my gosh (laughs) and to tear I don't want to tear and so she would like tell me to push and then like tell me to like stop pushing basically or I just like breathe through the rest of the contraction and like not push anymore which (laughs) So I got to, like, I was doing that and I appreciated it. And then I was like the ring of fire. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she's like, now just breathe through the rest of the contraction. I was like, you breathe through the rest of the contraction. <laughs> I, are you kidding me? Like, do you have any idea? Yeah. Um, but that was that. And then he just came out. And once he was out, I felt like a million bucks. <laughs> yeah. Everything was all good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and did you know you were having a boy before he was born? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not about the surprise that it's yeah, way too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. And so what happened from there? Did they pop him up on your chest for skin to skin or what's the sort of standard 
practice um, in, in Hawaii? Yeah, I feel like they cut the cord straight away, put them yeah. on my chest, and then um, yeah, do the skin. We did the skin to skin thing, and then um, well, they kind of like he was on my chest, but they were kind of like squeezing out all the leftover kind of. Now that I've had two and the births are very different. I feel like with Roka, it was actually quite like a hectic moment, though it didn't yeah. seem like that. It just seemed like that's what you do. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, it seems kind of hectic. Like there's like two or three people and they're like wiping down the baby, squeezing this, squeezing that, like getting everything out. At the same time, she's like, another one is like starting to like rub my stomach my to get the placenta out. And I was like, she's like, okay, I'm just going to massage your stomach. And I'm like, uh, that is not a massage. That does not <laughs> this is like worse than like giving birth. I felt like yeah, or maybe it was yeah. just because I felt like I had already done the hard part. Like it's yeah. not supposed to be pain-free, everything else, you know. But yeah, just skin to skin. And then like he latched on, no problem. And, um, I did have a couple, I got like two stitches. She said like, I didn't really need to, like, I didn't have to need them, but yeah. it would just like not sting as much when I'd go to the toilet if I got them. Yeah. So I think I got like, two stitches, but I wanted to take a shower like straight away, but they actually wouldn't let me. And I was like really annoyed about that because yeah. I was just, like sitting like they were going to transfer, like I had to transfer rooms first and it was just like, you know, sitting on your stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, what the heck? And I guess like for safety reasons, it's because if you stand up too fast, you might like fall over or something. And I'm like, no, like I, I feel like totally fine. Like I could go on and on or something. <laughs> like I feel fine, but they just like wouldn't let me. I was like, what if, like, my husband helps me? But they're like, no, sorry. So maybe yeah. it was that I had lost more blood than I thought. I don't know, but, yeah. Yeah. And how long did you end up staying in the hospital for before you went home? Um, I think it was two days, two nights. And by then, yeah. like, I was going, just, like, going crazy. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, i got to get out of here. Like, my mum was saying to me, like, stay in as long as possible because, you know, people, they make your food for you, they do everything for you, and you can just, like, rest and catch up on sleep. And I was just like, no, I, I need to, like, do something. Like, I'm sick of just, like, sitting here in this bed. Like, I'm going crazy. It was, like, this little box. Um, I mean, the food, you know, it was great facilities for sure, but it's, it wasn't like a birthing centre. I was definitely in the hospital. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't have to get like an epidural or anything like that. So like, I feel like my recovery was, and just, I, you know, I got a couple stitches and nothing very traumatic happened. So I feel like I felt totally fine and normal yeah. and like, yeah, it was actually the, the cramping after, like as you, you know, your uterus. Oh uh, yeah. Like the after pains. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably like, the worst part. Yeah. And did that happen more when you were breastfeeding or it was just pretty constant? Um, more when I was breastfeeding, for sure. 
And that was when I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take a painkiller. (laughs) I've gone through my whole, like, birth and everything with no painkillers or anything um, at all. Actually, if I rewind a bit and during labor, because they wouldn't check how dilated I was, I, I feel like I need a gauge, you know, and I didn't have one because yeah. they weren't checking me because um, they didn't, you know, want an infection because my waters had been leaking. Yeah. And I was just like, it was getting, you know, super painful. And they were, I couldn't like take, I couldn't rest or anything. And they couldn't really tell me how much longer they thought I would, you know, be in pain for because they hadn't checked me and they yeah. didn't think I was in heavy labor. And so at one point they're like, we can give you, I think it's like a shot in the leg that'll help like so that you can get a, a, a nap. You can take a break or something like that, get a sleep in. And then that's when I told, I started to have those symptoms that I had with the miscarriage, like, and oh, yeah. I took a shower. So I didn't end up like getting it, but I was like, and I had already like in my mind committed to getting it. Like I was fine because I had tried yeah. to go without getting, having any painkillers or anything. And at that point I was like, holy heck, like, yeah, I have no idea how much longer this is like. Yeah. They checked me and I am a four. Heck yes, you're giving me the epidural. Yeah. yeah. So like, I was like, <laughs> at the end. But um, yeah, I ended up being a nine. So that was like, hallelujah. Anyway, yeah, we were yeah. I was like, my mindset was kind of like, oh, I've done the hard part now. Like, yeah, give me the painkillers for the <laughs> attractions. I don't think I ended up using them though, from my yeah. memory. But um, I did take them home with me. Yeah. <laughs> and how were you feeling, sort of, once you got home? You and Max, your partner, are obviously adjusting to life with a newborn baby, and everything changes. How was that process for you? It was like the craziest part I feel like was putting him into the car seat at the hospital. <laughs> and that was actually really funny because by then it was just me and him in the hospital. My mum and my sister were here, but they were at home already. It was just like me and him. We just put the baby in the car seat on the back <laughs> and then we like looked across at each other and we're like, well, uh, here we go. And I was like, <laughs> they're just like, trusting us with this baby and we're like we really don't know what we're doing but good luck and then yeah like you just come home and it's just I almost feel like because the the pregnancy was like all good and the birth was all good and I felt all good after it was almost like did I even have the baby? Like, yeah, yeah. Babysitting because my brother, my husband is one of seven boys, and a lot of them live here on the island. Well, at the time, a lot of them did, and they all have babies. And so we were like babysitting all the time before we even had a baby. So like being around babies and looking after them and multiple at a time, like wasn't a big deal. And so it didn't feel foreign to have a baby. It just kind of was crazy to think it's actually our baby now. Like we're not just (laughs) someone else's baby. Awesome. And what was your sort of um, physical recovery? Like obviously you said you only needed two stitches and you felt pretty good. So did you just have no, no issues from there on? Yeah, nothing at all. Like I was totally fine. I, um, the hardest part, you know, it was like not swimming and you live in Hawaii and it was in May 
almost summertime, hot as heck. But we were, I was going to the beach and then I just rinsed off at the shower. Like I felt totally fine. Actually, sorry, I did. I got a hemorrhoid while I was pregnant. And so I still had that after, obviously, after I had the baby. And that was also a detail I left out that people probably don't want to know anyway. But um, (laughs) just like I had, when I was giving birth, I had a mirror and that was like super helpful actually. Yeah. Look, I'm like remembering all these things as <laughs> as we go on. Sorry, oh, that's okay. things that I had noted down beforehand. No, but I had a mirror, like I, I had said earlier. Like I like to have a gauge of like where I'm at, and so I feel like having the mirror, I was able to like connect how I'm feeling to what I could see was happening. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I felt like that was really helpful. Like I could see, like when. Um, the doctor would say like to just breathe through the rest. I could see it was because I would have probably torn, you know, it was like very tight yeah, yeah. And I need to a little more. So yeah, I felt like that was really helpful. Some people are like, Oh no way. I do not want to see what's yeah. going on. But yeah, I, I kept talking about, um, about like my bum, like where, <laughs> they had to like cover my bum because I could not stop talking about it. I was like, oh, yeah. my bum was never going to go back to normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so after I had him, I had a hemorrhoid still. And that was kind of like the only thing really. It was like, if I sat too long, it got sore. If I oh, like yeah. walked around too much, it got sore. So there was kind of like really no solution to it going away really. Like, so I just did like, um, I think like apple cider vinegar and witch hazel stuff, geranium on it as well. But I actually went a bit too much on the apple cider vinegar at one stage. (laughs) That was not a good idea. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, like I felt totally fine and I felt like I could like be active straight away. Not, I, I I shouldn't be recommending it, but I just felt so normal. And yeah. being in Hawaii, like, it was so hard not to go swimming. And at two weeks, I just, like, couldn't handle anymore. I just took the plunge. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in doing that, like, I feel like I maybe, like, I wasn't bleeding. It was just kind of, like, very, very light pinky water. But I feel like that went on for longer than it probably would have had I had not swam. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. So... I had like told myself like with the next baby, just be a little more patient. I lasted three yeah. weeks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And what was your breastfeeding journey like? How did you find that? It was really good. Yeah, yeah. Like there were times where I felt like my milk was low. My supply was low. Or like, you know how my, my milk was very fatty on the, like the top layer was like cream. And then there'll be yeah. other times where it was like very, very thin. And then I'd start to worry a little bit, like maybe am I being too active? Cause I got back into like exercising and working out like right away. I was actually in school um, still at first for my, in my last semester. So like I had the baby on Wednesday and I was like back at school on Monday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my basketball class, like running around. <laughs> So, yeah, I felt fine, but, yeah, I would worry sometimes that maybe was a, like, bit too active and my milk supply was, like, lessening, but it yeah, actually right. was fine. Well, you know, it, it actually held up fine. 
and I was I would pump so I would feed him on one side and pump on the other side at the same time to like have like a backup supply because I was going to school so that my husband could feed him yeah while I was in class or like we could go on date nights or whatever (laughs) and I I really liked that like pumping and I feel like that also helped me to keep a good supply too is like yeah pumping and then I fed him I breastfed him till 15 months I actually was going on a trip to Tahiti and for a week and I just kind of felt like you know what maybe it's a good time to just go cold turkey yeah because he was kind of like at the point of just um feeding to go to bed at that stage yeah right yeah or just to soothe so yeah were you consciously sort of trying when you got pregnant the next time we actually I actually lost two between which no one I don't think even knows that really unless you know me um I had broken my thing was like I wanted to have my babies close together and kind of just like once I got back into shape I was fine to have another one just so that like I just felt good and stuff like that so yeah when was it I can't even remember the year now but it must have been 2017 I was pregnant so we tra- we we traveled a bit and we we finally kind of did like one last like trip and we're like okay we'll have a we'll try to get pregnant after this and I got pregnant like right away yeah and then I it was like six weeks and I miscarried so that was that yeah and that was like you know like no apparent reason like what the heck yeah and then I think I had gone to a naturopath after that and she had um, recommended like waiting like a year or so they tell you like once you've had like two solid periods like you're fine to try again oh but I had gone to a naturopath just to like try to do everything that I could or to like be in the healthiest state and make sure you know to just have my best chances of it and she had said oh like I would wait like a year like your body has had a baby and it's just had a miscarriage like you want to get those reserves up you know yeah right I ended up getting pregnant again and um my husband's family were we were going on a family reunion trip to Samoa where his parents were living at the time. But this was when like the whole Zika virus thing had started like getting a bit big. And I didn't end up going to Samoa because of the Zika virus. And it was like, so like such a bummer, like me and my other sister-in-law were both pregnant and we both didn't go. And it actually was. So the day that I dropped them off at the airport and went and waited in town and went to go to my appointment from the airport. And that's when I found out, like, I had miscarried. I know. So, like, I was, yeah, here and everyone was there in Samoa. Yeah. And I think this time I was, like, 10 weeks along. Yeah. And so that was just, like, what the heck? like. And same thing again, like, just sort of unexplained loss yeah totally like it was just kind of like 
what the heck I mean I was I was still very active like working out like I mean I'm a very active person and so I was still like working out in the beginning of my pregnancies and everything like that and I had done the same thing with broker like yeah worked out my entire pregnancy so yeah it was just kind of like what the heck yeah I went back to my like to the naturopath kind of thing and decide to like be more diligent and like you know stick with it instead of just like going but kind of being like uh you know just like yeah so the doctors here recommended I well it was kind of a bit weird to me that they waited till I had three miscarriages for them to be like oh you should do these these and this test I was like what the heck like someone has to go through that three times before you decide to like see if there's something wrong like can we not do that before but you know at the same time like I didn't even really know anyone that had ever had a miscarriage and once I had my first one granted I was like 18 and a half weeks along so it was out there like everyone knew I was pregnant yeah and when I like miscarried like I got so many messages from people that I fully knew and had no idea that they had had a miscarriage, you know? Yeah. Like so many people that had miscarriage. I was like, what the heck? And then, yeah, like the doctor's saying like one in three women have miscarriages. It's like yeah. super common. I'm like, where's this information? Yeah. yeah. You know? But yeah. So then when I was like, okay, I have to have three for you to tell me that I could do these tests and find out if there's something wrong, mm. you know? Um, but I guess it's because it's so common. They're like, yeah, right. You know, it's not actually a problem unless you have a few. So I did like a, like, it's like an ultrasound where they checked like everything and my ovaries and everything. And that was all good. I did some other like, like blood tests and stuff and everything was all good and they I was like kind of hoping that they would find that there was something wrong you know to explain in a sense like what had been happening yeah but at the same time they're like no it's a good thing if all the tests are good because it means like you can still get pregnant and you know nothing's really wrong it just like like luck of the draw kind of thing like it just wasn't meant to be with the other ones yeah so, yeah, the, all the tests were fine, and she basically just said, like, all right, you know, try and have a baby, and as soon as you get pregnant, let us know, and we'll get you on progesterone. So that was kind of their next, what do you want to call it, like trial and error kind of thing. Like, okay, yeah. next time we'll try progesterone. Yeah. And then we decided to, like, go on a trip to Peru in October and decided like after that trip we'll um try um get pregnant again yeah and so I got pregnant I think in February and we oh we were in Australia when I found out and hadn't had my period and I just kind of had a feeling like I was pregnant because I had gone on a run like usually once when we travel the first thing like I'll go on a run just kind of like shake the jet lag off kind of thing or whatever but I like felt like I was dying like I couldn't Mm -hmm. even run I was like this is really weird like this is really weird 
And so that was like my initial thought of like, what if I'm pregnant? Like, and I don't even know it. Then I hadn't got my period and then I kind of felt like it and I took a test and sure enough. Um, but I was in Australia and, you know, like it costs way more money to go see a doctor over yeah. there from there, da, 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 da. But I called my, I basically called my US doctor and they told me to try get progesterone. They told me the, the dosage and everything. Right. And so I took that to an Australian doctor. I went to pick up the prescription and the chemist, when I picked it up, was like, I'm just curious, like, what is this for? Because the dose um, is actually like higher than the max dose like we would recommend for anything. It was like twice as much as the max dose, you know? And so I was kind of like, okay, what the heck? Like, mm. I don't know what to do then. Like, is this right or wrong or what? And so I called back my US doctor and they're like, no, this is like, this is what we've been told like according to our research like you should do this and I'm like well according to Australia it's this and they're like well basically America's better like they know more right, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> do this one but like that just made no sense to me but, and there's a difference because my US one was telling me that it was an insert like a vaginal insert whereas Australia one was like an oral and so I was like, okay, does it matter the difference? My, and so my brother's a doctor in New Zealand and I called him to see what they do in New Zealand and what they would recommend and the dosage and stuff. Like, should I do it orally or insert? And basically they were the same as Australia. Like they were, they were saying that the U.S. recommendation was just like crazy. Right. Like, yeah. And. I try to tell like my US doctors that and they're like, you know, they just like, no, like that's what yeah. we've been told so, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I, so I didn't really know what to do um, for the rest of the time I was in Australia because I felt like it was a very vital part of the pregnancy for me Yeah. because at that point I would have been like seven weeks or so, I think. Yeah. And yeah, so it was just like a very nervous, like I want to make sure like I'm doing, you know, I don't want to be doing not enough, but yeah, so I didn't really know what to do. And I just, um, I think I just listened to what my brother said. Yeah. I did like a, a little bit more, but not as much or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, it probably makes sense. Yeah. And then as soon as I came back to Hawaii, yeah. I got that and I had to do that for the first 12 weeks. Um, every single day, twice a day, it was like the pits. Have to yeah. wear like a pantomime every single day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so annoying. Yeah. And uh, how were you feeling throughout the rest of your pregnancy this time? Did you have the same sort of all-day sickness? Um, yeah, I had like my de debilitating moments where you feel like you literally can't move. You feel yeah. so sick. And the beginning was just like a very like blah phase because I usually am like very active um, and I really enjoy like high intensity exercise, like at workouts and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so when 
when I had gone to my naturopath, we had done um, like a hormone test and basically found out that I produce a lot of cortisol and my body doesn't really produce melatonin because I could stay up like all night long and then function totally normal the next day, you know, like do that day after day. Like yeah. it's kind of ridiculous. And so she had me like doing certain things to help like manage my cortisol levels and things like that and like taking melatonin before bed and blah, blah, blah. But I just kind of had a feeling like maybe I needed to like this pregnancy, I'm going to scale back. Like I'm not going to do any high intensity working out or like at all. Like I'm yeah. not going to even like run or anything. I'm just like going to walk. It was really hard. And cause I also, like it was just really hard. Like I would just go on like two hour walks to make me feel like I'd done something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And from someone that like, you know, does something intense, like usually every day. Yeah, it was just really, that was the hardest part. And like I also, on Instagram, I kind of have that, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of my, part of my brand is to be a little bit more on the intense side. Yeah. And no one knew I was pregnant and I didn't want to tell anybody at this stage either. So it was kind of just tricky, like, yeah. Uh, as bad as it sounds, like it's like sounds like I was being fake, but at the same time, like, yeah, I was I was trying not to tell anybody, but I was also having to maintain this more like full on um, lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I can Whereas, understand. Like, that. actually, I was only jogging for maybe five minutes and then walking for thirty minutes. You know, yeah, and then yeah jog yeah. for five minutes. But I was just like doing more low impact workouts. So like I would still break a sweat and stuff, but I just couldn't, I was doing like no burpees or anything like that. Which yeah. I loved burpees at the time. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it was, I just felt like I had had that feeling, like I just needed to, to tone it down. And yeah. we saw through the first three months and that was great. But I actually, I, I'd feel like I didn't want to tell anybody still until I was like, six months you know because I feel like the very first pregnancy I was what four and a half months and that's usually pretty safe and yeah I was just like okay I feel like I'm not really safe until I'm like have this baby in my arms kind of thing Yeah. yeah 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 and how did you decide that you wanted to birth in New Zealand this time well so my husband um they have their family business and when we had gone to Australia, like when I found out I was pregnant, he had taken a break. Like it was supposed to be like a two month break. And then when we came back to Hawaii, he just actually didn't end up going back to work with the, with his family. And so he was just a, like a lot more free because every other time we'd go to New Zealand, he would, I would go for a couple of weeks. He would come join me for a couple of weeks and then I would stay on a couple of weeks and he would go home. So it was like, he could only ever come for like, two maximum three weeks at a time and every time I came to New Zealand it was usually for like a solid month or two you know like over Christmas and every year for Christmas we alternate like his family my family kind of thing and it was the year to go to my family and so I was like okay we're going for Christmas anyway I'm due at the 
end of November, like I'd be leaving like two weeks after I have the baby, like if we're going for Christmas. So like, but should we just like go? And we always have wanted to have like a little stint at life there anyway. Like, yeah, I love Hawaii, but it'd just be cool to like actually live there instead of just like holidaying. Mm. Yeah, I kind of feel like I just needed that break. Like, and I just wanted us to have our own space. And like, my husband has always lived around his family and I love, I love his family. And they're like, you know, like amazing. But I just feel like we needed, I was just very excited for our own space and to be like doing our own thing with no like surrounding, like, I don't know what what do you call it? Not interference, but it's just like they it easily draw you in. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like hard to say no sometimes. But yeah. um, so yeah, I did, we just felt good about it and figured, okay, let's do it, and we did, yeah. and it was the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And so, did you have to find a midwife here then? Yeah, so. My sister was actually uh, at midwifery school and she had called around a few, but a lot of them were actually booked up and I ended up just waiting till I got there and I called one and they were actually a duo and I just like talked talked to her on the phone. She'd been, um, she had, I wanted, and that was another thing, I was like, I actually really wanted to have a home birth and so I wanted to find a midwife that, you know, yeah. would be comfortable with doing a home birth. So this, I called and she had um, been doing it like emergency in the emergency department or whatever for like 10 years. She'd um, very experienced with home birth. She'd actually had home birth, their own twins and stuff like that. So I just she was the first lady I called and I was sold and I was like, yes, sweet, let's do it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I had two, one was like very opposite, like ladies. Yeah. But both very cool. And, um, they, they would switch off. Like I would see a different one usually each time I saw them, but yeah. So, but I was living out in Raglan. So you live in New Zealand. I forget that you live in New I Zealand, do, yeah. so you know all these places. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we decided to, like, book a place in Raglan, like, for two and a half months. And that's where I was hoping to have the baby, but I wanted to wait to see how I felt in the place before deciding to have a home birth, you know? Yeah. Um. Otherwise, I was just going to have it at a birthing center. So we really loved the place we were at and I like was not going to tell the landlord people cause they lived right <laughs> next door that I was going to have a home birth there. Yeah. <laughs> but then I felt like, you know what? I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to completely relax. If, yeah. You know, they didn't know. And here I am in a pool in the, in the backyard, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I just like asked them and they were like honored. They were like, oh, my gosh, I'm like, you know, feel so happy that you would feel that comfortable that you'd want to have it there. Yeah. Like, of course. So, yeah, I I was actually having to drive into Hamilton to see my midwives. Oh, yeah. That was kind of like the worst part. It was like I had to go into Hamilton for everything. 
like we were we were hoping to just like lay low in Raglan, you know. Yeah. That it was like a lot of appointments and other things. We like had to go to Hamilton so much. And did you have like a pool set up or anything like that at home before you were due to give birth? Um, yeah, so once we um decided okay, yeah, we're having a home birth. Hold on one funny thing, I mean it's not that funny, but kind of funny. My husband, when we were still in Hawaii, I had kind of said to him, like, I was like, maybe we should start reading or, like, listening to, I don't know, or, like, doing stuff to prepare us for a home birth, you know? And I felt like, should we be doing something? I was doing nothing. Like, I wasn't reading books or anything. Like, I didn't do that with the first one either. Like, I just kind of am like, show up and we'll see how it goes kind of yeah. thing. But I was thinking like, oh, maybe like for the both of us, like him included, we should like do something. I mean, he was like, oh, just have your baby at the hospital. I don't want to have to worry about doing anything. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> like, you don't do a thing. What are you talking yeah. about? You don't yeah. do anything. Yeah. I'm doing everything. Sorry, I'm a very hand talker and my hands are moving everywhere right now. <laughs> forget that you cannot see anyway um so and like his mum had seven boys but she also had like a traumatic birth with I think her first one so like she kind of was like oh don't have it at home and like that kind of thing like you never know what can go wrong and they're just like very nervous where I was kind of like felt like great about it all along you know and yeah we just I I got the okay from the landlord and I was like okay crap I better start like like we didn't have a bathtub we just had like a big shower it was like quite a small place and I was just thinking like uh we also didn't have like a big water tank like a water heater it was just like a small one so it was like we can't even we won't even be able to fill up the pool you know with the hot water we'll have to like heat up the the jug or on the stove or something so I was like now on the hunt for like a pool and a caliphant finding a caliphant was like a mission it was like only two I I guess in Hamilton and oh yeah no one had one and I but I ended up finding one but the lady was like oh sorry like someone's already booked it for that like it overlapped like maybe a week or something like that mm-hmm. and it would have been like around the date that I was having the baby and I was but the lady that had booked it wasn't actually going to be having her baby for like another three weeks after you know so it was yeah. like okay so like she's actually not due for three weeks after I'm actually needing it so like can you ask her if it's okay <laughs> like <laughs> can I use it and if she thinks she's going like to have the baby sooner like I can give it back <laughs> kind of thing and I ended up getting it and it was fine. And I got, I was able to, um, my neighbor in Raglan actually was a doula and she had a bunch of friends that were like home birthing midwives in Raglan, but they actually weren't really practicing anymore at the time because they had kids. Yeah. So I ended up getting a pool from one of her friends. So that like got hooked up there and then, yeah, we set it up and it just like sat under the porch outside and yeah, does that answer yeah. your question? 
Yeah, perfect. Okay. And how far along were you when you went into labour? Uh, I was 11 days overdue. How oh, were you? <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. I was like, what the, I was literally like surfing at 41 weeks. Like, yeah. this baby ain't coming anytime soon. Like, I just felt... <laughs> And that was the thing is like, you know, the few weeks leading up, you're kind of like, oh, I could have the baby at any moment now and it's okay. And at the same time, we were like road tripping around and stuff like this. And I think it was like two weeks before I was due, I was like, okay, maybe we should like just stay put in case I do like have the baby. We actually hadn't gotten a pool or anything yet. So I was 11 days overdue. But the thing is, I had him on a Sunday. And I had gone in on the Friday for a stretch and sweep and then nothing had happened. And sorry, on that same Friday, I had gone to a lady that um, a few people had recommended that lived in Raglan. She does Bowen therapy and she was known to like help get things going and started like opening up your body to like get things moving along. So I, she wasn't answering her phone. I ended up like driving to the house. She wasn't home. And then as I was leaving her driveway, she pulls in and she lives in an area where there's no service. So that's why I could never like call her. Yeah. And so we like ran into her and she's like, okay, come Friday, like, you know, come and we'll do something. So I went and that was great. And then I went and got a stretch and sweep on the Friday. Nothing had happened. Um, the bone therapy lady had said, if nothing's happened by Monday, come back to me and I'll do something else. I was like, just, just do that. Something else now. So then Saturday, nothing had happened. And my midwife had said like, maybe you want to come in for another stretch and sweep. So I was like, okay. Yeah. So I did. And while I was there, she was like, also, you know, you're almost two weeks overdue. Um, at this stage, we call the hospital and, like, start talking about maybe an induction. And I was just like, no, like, no, no, no. Like, I do not want to get induced. Like, I mean, of course, I will, I'll do whatever is the best for the baby kind of thing. And if it means being induced, I'll do it, of course. But like, I was just like, please, like, I just, you know, things go from zero to a hundred way quick. And I just yeah. feel like your body doesn't get to do what it wants to do on its own, you know? And so I was just like, oh, please, no. And she was trying to have me come back on the Sunday to go up to the hospital to talk to them about being induced. And then on the Monday was when I'm supposed to give the caliphant back because it was... <laughs> the lady was supposed to have it so it was yeah. like oh, heck like i have to come back on sunday to go to the hospital then go back out to raglan come back on monday to drop the freaking yeah. caliphant off and then like if i drop the freaking caliphant off what the heck am i going to do and i've been <laughs> using a kettle and a pot to like fill up this freaking <laughs> and so i had convinced my midwife to let me come into the hospital on the monday when i was bringing the caliphant back so i didn't have to come in twice you know, so I go talk about an induction on the Monday and I drop off the freaking caliphant <laughs> and I had a stretch and sweep on the Saturday and then like nothing, there's like nothing happening. And then I went to bed and then it was like five in the morning on the Sunday 
And it was like my brain had woken up, but my eyes hadn't yet. It was like my brain just like flicked on. And in that very same moment, I just felt like as if a seatbelt was clicking and, you know, I just felt like douche. Mm. And the baby clicking, I like sprung up, ran into the lounge because the bedroom has carpet and the lounge is hardwood floor. And I ra- ran in there and my waters broke. I was like, oh, Max, uh, my water's just broke <laughs> kind of thing. It was 4.57. I like, took a picture yeah. and like, sent it to my family because they're like all anticipating, you know, um, every single day, like anything, anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my friend was like um, a midwife, like almost. She's like, you know, I wanted her to be, be there and stuff like that. And my mum had actually said, just don't have your baby between this time on Saturday and this time on Sunday because, like, she had, like, a presentation thing she had to be at. Uh, of course, I had the baby while she was at a yeah, presentation, yeah. But, <laughs> which I'm okay with. Like, I was okay. I'm not like, a, oh, I have to have my mum there kind of thing. Yeah. But what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so my midwife, because I lived 45 minutes away, they kind of said once you get to the stage of – contractions for a a minute um four minutes apart give me a call and uh, the night before I had gone to winner winner I don't know if you know what that is it's like a really yummy food place and then I had gone to like Duck Island and got like a four scoop ice cream (laughs) and so once my waters broke I was just like oh no I'm gonna poo (laughs) because I just ate so much food but I ended up like straight after my waters broke I was like not that you people want to know this but like I was on the toilet for like two hours yeah emptied yeah and at the same time I was having contractions so for like the first hour it was like I was having tightening like tightenings and they were for a minute four minutes apart but they weren't sore so I like called my midwife and just told her like they are they like the timing is there but it's like not painful at all um she's like okay like I'll shower and I'll come out and by the time I had hung up the phone like they started to get painful and I had already told my sister and so she came out and by the time she got there like I had been I started filling up the pool yeah Um, and by the time the midwives came I was in the pool having painful contractions (laughs) yeah yeah and how far from there was it until you gave birth so I ended up like all up from when my waters broke it was like five hours oh wow yeah so I got in the pool and the midwives showed up and my sister was already there and I had her friend come and she was taking photos as well so like I was like wanted if and that was another thing is like they were all like well, we have to be at work during the week so you have to have it on the weekend oh. so that we can be there kind of thing. but I was just like so glad that I had gone into labor because the next day was when I was supposed to go talk about being induced yeah yeah and return the color font so I was like meant to be you know yeah but yeah I had gone to the pool and then I feel like the contractions started to like slow down 
I was just so tired though. Like I had been up late and then I, you know, woke up at 5 a.m. And I was just like wanted to sleep. So like when the midwife asked, like, are you still having um, consistent contractions and like are they getting stronger? I was like, didn't want to tell her like, no, they're slowing down because I actually was glad they were slowing down because I was like getting to have little naps in between. But um, I was like, yeah, they're slowing down. Should I get out? And she's like, yeah, you should. <laughs> so I got out and um, I just like was sitting on my exercise ball, kind of like doing circles, like trying to like consciously, like I'd be in the contraction. But I just, every time I had a contraction, I was just like, this is like the baby telling me like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm ready to come kind of thing. And just like telling myself like one step closer, one step closer. And like as much as I didn't want to like like open up my hips while I was like in a lot of pain, I was like, I need to because this is how it's going to like go faster, you know? So I was like doing that kind of thing. I was like, I had like my yoga mat out and I was doing like child's pose kind of thing and just like really trying to like open up my hips and like, move them side to side when like I was having contractions and stuff. And then I kind of started to have that urge to push. It was almost like my body was trying to push, but I was like trying to stop myself from pushing because I like didn't want to in a sense. So I got back in the pool and it was just crazy. Like it was just like my body was literally just doing it on its own like I feel like I wasn't even really pushing like it was just pushing itself and it was just really amazing like I had music going I was the pool was actually outside on the back porch so it was like outside in our backyard and there's like you know quiet and no one and trees and like I mean I had when I say no one I had an entourage of people there watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had two midwives, my sister, her best friend. I had my other sister, her husband, and then <laughs> baby. And then like, yeah. But I was, I'm like totally okay. Like with people being around, like I, I feel like I can kind of block people out and yeah. just like be in my own time. The hardest person to block out was my son. My goodness. <laughs> He's coming, swishing around the water, yeah. playing with the hose. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's <laughs> that? <laughs> and yeah, but I just like felt I was on my hands and knees, or like actually, I was on my knees leaning over the edge of the pool, and my body was just like pushing on its own, basically. And I, because of, when I had Roka and the midwife would say like, just like breathe through the contraction, yeah. like don't push, just breathe through it. I wasn't sure if I should be doing that. Like if I should be letting, if I should actually be pushing yeah. or if I should be letting it like stretch itself, you know? Yeah. And um, so I just like asked, I was like, should I like push or what? She's like, you feel like you need to push, push. And so I pushed and I had a mirror as well. So I could see the head. 
Um, I looked down and I could see the head and I had like felt, felt down and like I could feel his head was like so close. And that's when I was like, okay, yeah, I could push. I think it was like two pushes. And then he came out and I just was like sat up, like I was on my knees and I kind of leaning over, but I kind of like sat my chest up off like like on my high knees and I like grabbed the baby and then I just like put him on my chest and then sat back and leaned against the edge of the pool. Yeah. And that that yeah. and it was just like the most incredible thing ever. It it honestly seemed too easy. Yeah. I hate to say that. Like I it almost like I have kind of found it a little bit like hard to like not hard to talk about my birth, but like it was just like a dream birth for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think for anyone, like there was no, just everything to like that could be perfect was perfect. Yeah. And like just, yeah, my husband had learned like not to say anything. He just would like towel my head, like a cold towel and like massage me and like, I don't think he said one word. Yeah. Or I think he might have said, like, you're so beautiful or, like, you're doing so good. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest, he just, like, totted around, like, doing things for me but not saying a word. He's like, I was too nervous. I was going to say the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. And how were you sort of feeling in the next few days? Obviously, you're recovering physically from your birth. Did you find it different to the first time? I mean, I had I feel, I had a great birth with Roka, and I felt like I had a great recovery. Yeah. Um, you know, I felt totally normal, and then this one was just like magnified. Like, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Like I, it was just like having a home birth. Like I feel like I can never not have a home birth now. Yeah. Because it was just like such an amazing experience and I know it doesn't always happen like that and not every birth is the same but it was just amazing like even for my husband who was like not really into it and like his you know and his mum like being like oh are you sure kind of thing after having a home birth he feels like it, that's how a birth should be yeah yeah like the 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 peace of it like it was just so peaceful and like comfortable and like no one's like rushing you around and like doing this and doing that yeah kind of thing and of course I mean all the odds were all in my favor kind of thing like I didn't have any the baby yeah, didn't yeah. have any complications like that yeah so granted you know obviously I would have been in a different situation if there was something but yeah I it was just having him at home and then I could literally I just was on my bed like we had bought like mattress protector and stuff and yeah. like sh um new sheets and things that could get ruined and I'm just like sitting on my bed at home like cruising yeah. kind of thing and the midwives are just like cruising everyone was just like cruising and we we're yeah. just like having a good time there was like no stress or anything yeah and then um the midwives kind of like did their thing and left yeah and that was it like and then my my parents had come out everyone just kind of came over and we we're just like having a big feed yeah <laughs> like 
same day I was like doing my laundry and like cleaning up the bathroom and I felt like totally normal and then it like totally fine like I felt so normal and fine it wasn't till I sat down and started like chatting and then I went to get up I was like whoa whoa (laughs) yeah my butt sore yeah like I was like okay yeah my butt is really sore (laughs) yeah like not even like my like vagina area was sore it was like my butt was sore yeah and so I like felt like I couldn't sit on my butt probably I'd have to like sit on my side my in-laws arrived I think two days after which you know would have been two weeks after had I had the baby on time but they arrived two days later and it was a party after that it was (laughs) non-stop from then like the Yeah, like it was literally nonstop for the rest of the time we were in New Zealand. Like my in-laws came and we were road tripping around. (laughs) They just like had this baby. And then the day they left, my husband's best friend came. And so we're road tripping around with them. You know, Christmas, New Year's. Yeah, yeah. It was full on. Yeah. But I I felt really good. And that was the only reason why I was like, okay to, you know, do it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 It was a really good experience. And I actually, um, I had had a friend make, I'd done a couple things to like prep for after, which like I made like witch hazel pads and put them in the freezer. Yeah. So that was like super helpful. And then my friend who does like essential oils, she made like a peri spray thing for yeah. me. I can't remember the exact oils that were in it, but that was like amazing. Yeah. I feel like that helped so much. And yeah, I felt I didn't have like any pain really at all. And I had no problem going to the bathroom after. It was just like really, really good. Yeah. Oh, amazing i um, think um anyone listening yeah. to this podcast will be convinced on a home birth if uh considering it after hearing your story <laughs> yes it's worth it no, i mean i guess it does it is a personality thing too course, like if yeah. you can you have to feel calm and at peace and and base i i guess believe in yourself that you can do it yeah otherwise I feel like that's when complications happen is when you're a bit on edge or like not trusting the process. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, yeah. When most things happen is when they get a little bit frantic and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mona Jane, for coming on the podcast and sharing your stories with us. I really appreciate it. And I think there'll be a lot of people out there that will get a lot out of your story. So thank you. Yeah, no worries. If I could say um, just one more thing. Yeah, sure, of course. No, I, I I, feel like I just really want women to, like, understand and know that that's what they're here for. Like, their bodies are made to have children. Um, obviously, some people, I understand, you know, my heart goes to those ones that want to have children and they can't. Yeah. But overall, like, women are here to like bear children and our bodies are made for it. And so I feel like if you can really internalize that fact that 
you know, women have babies, not men, <laughs> and that we are capable, you know, and you have to understand that you are capable and your body can do it. And like, you don't have to be frightened of it, I guess. It's like, you just need to trust that your body knows what it's doing because it does. It literally makes a baby on its own, you know? (laughs) So you're not putting the pieces together. It does it on its own and it's going to do, you know, what it needs to on its own kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. So either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.